Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm James McMillan. And I'm... Just do it. Sarah Chilcott. There you go. <laughs> did you guys hear the... My throat? <laughs> I did. There's like the, <laughs> that weird gargle thing that happens. <laughs> nope. Nope. Can't force that one. No. We are um, visited today by Dexter... Frolic Macmillan, the see. cat. Let's see if he'll say hi. Dexter. Hi, Bubble. Oh, that was perfect. Hey, <laughs> Bubbles. Oh. oh, he's such a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> he just headbutted Ash's mic. Hi, <laughs> yeah, baby. I think we might need to kick him out of the studio. Yeah, he's making out with your mic now. Okay. All right, we're back. We are a cat-free studio now. Uh, We love our cats here at Disney Dependent Headquarters. (laughs) Headquarters. As though there's another place. (laughs) Many Uh, satellite offices. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. How's everyone doing, Sarah? Fabulous. Me too. Ash? I'm doing great. I'm back to eating foods again because... I didn't actually have food allergies. Well, I have food allergies, but that's not why did I had the tell, plague. Did we tell? We the haven't podcast? told the. We haven't told the people. The no. floor is yours. I wanted to ask you guys about it too because I want. I want updates. Floor yeah. is yours, Ash. So back when this all started, gather around, children, gather around. So back when this when this all started, like June, July of yep. summer last summer. year. Yeah. So when I started getting all these what appeared to be bug bites, and I was like, these look like bug bites. I'm not a doctor or anything, but I'm covered in bug bites. Sure were. And they didn't go away. And the exterminator came out and said, there's no bugs here. Yeah, not a one. I go to an allergy doctor because that's the first person I could see because everyone's booked out six months. Right. It was just Mm -hmm. the first person and you're desperate. Yes. Desperate. And she goes immediately, oh, I know what this is. This is food allergies. It's prurigo nodularis. Yeah. Tests me for it. Tells me don't eat these things. Sends sends me on my way. By the way. Which included. Yeah, which included. Which included. Fish. All seafood, all nuts, avocado, all dairy, all dairy. and eggs. So and all of Ashley's favorite things. For all in, all intensive purposes. Intensive I love purposes, saying it like that. For all intents and purposes, Ashley is vegetarian. Yeah. So yeah. not being able to eat eggs, cheese, nuts, nuts avocado. She's like, technically pescatarian. Right. right. And she would eat fish. So uh-huh. that it literally just wiped out her entire, entire diet. Yes. Yeah. Got a little bit better, didn't get fully better, saw them again. They said, nope, you got to just keep not eating these things. So we're talking months and months and months. Yes. We went to Disneyland during that. Several times. Yeah. Which and, is really impossible to do. Yeah. And uh, finally get to see a dermatologist that I booked like five months ago. Yeah. Walk in the door. He says, that's not allergies. That's I know what allergies. this is. Oh, my. And I've wow. had scabies. I've been infested with scabies. <laughs> Which means I have scabies. Yeah. But I'm asymptomatic. Yeah. yeah. So what did you have to do for it? Go ahead, Ash. So you get this cream, and okay. tonight will be our second treatment. <laughs> it's two treatments, one oh a week God. apart, and you slather yourself up, first, head like right before you to go to bed. Toe. Yeah. Well, chin to toe. Dude, this is one of... Yeah, chin to toe, right? Yeah. You don't put it on your face, but... 
everywhere else. Thick. Everywhere. You know what I mean by everywhere else? No, where else, James? <laughs> this was one of the funniest <laughs> moments ever. It was me and Ashley standing in the bathroom right before bedtime, <laughs> lathering each other up. Like, here, get this part. I can't get the fold under my <laughs> butt. Was, we were laughing so hard. I bet. <laughs> 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 and so then gross. I mean you're putting your clothes back on and, and you're putting them to bed. Yeah, you go to bed. And then you wash it off in the morning. Doing that again tonight, which is good. Can't wait, man. So excited. Best sleep of my life. And I was prescribed <laughs> ivermectin. Yeah. Oddly enough. Oddly enough. And picking it up I wanted to be like, I'm not that guy, I swear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, what is ivermectin? That's the stuff it's that's a like controversial. The controversial COVID, COVID uh, horse dewormer. Thing. Sort of unproven, yeah. yeah. Okay, like, okay. It helps, I gotcha. but doesn't, you know, one of those yeah. things. It, it, everything's political. That yes. was a very controversial right. thing. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm back to eating stuff. And yeah. are your bumps gone? Almost. Almost. That's amazing. It's going to take yeah. a minute. We're going to yeah. lather ourselves up one more time tonight. We're going to do another round of washing things. You're going to eat fish and cheese. And I've already been. Yeah. The night that I got diagnosed, I came home and I had a tuna melt. Yeah, you did. Ugh. She teared up. I did. I, I cried. Bet. I bet. <laughs> you were miserable. So miserable. You went through Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I know. Oh, God. Yeah, I was, that was a tough one to watch, Ash. So I'm really happy for you that you had scabies. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you were infested. <laughs> yeah, yeah, me so too. So much better. I was giddy when he told me. I, I <laughs> yeah. think he's never seen that before. I was yeah. like, oh, you have no idea what this means to me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, Sarah... So it's, you get scabies from skin to skin contact. Uh-huh. And in that time frame, it would have only made sense that we got it on one of our trips. Yeah. Which would have involved you very likely. Uh-huh. July, Disneyland. Right. You, me, Michelle, uh-huh. her kids, Kate. That's the first time that we had gone anywhere. And we all stayed in that same house. Yeah. Maybe it was just that room, that bed or something. Uh, we weren't skin to skin at any point. No. Except Well, but, but it's not skin. It, I don't think it's like <laughs> skin to skin. It's, it's um, what that means though is like if someone had scabies and they laid in a bed and it wasn't washed properly or something like that mm -hmm. and then you sleep in that bed, mm -hmm. you, you could get it. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. I guess technically you could have gotten it at Disneyland I was going to yeah. say... Probably more likely at Disneyland when you're yeah. like Standing cattle line. going through in shorts and tank tops. The Haunted Mansion elevator. Yeah. That's where COVID yep. originated. And I don't know, <laughs> even just sitting on seats right after yeah. somebody. Oh, yeah. and, oh, whoa. I mean, everything is kind of sweaty and sticky. and You're wearing shorts. You're wearing shorts. And short and, sleeves most of the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Who it's knows? worth it, man. Yeah. It's the happiest oh, yeah. scabies on earth. Put horse dewormer all over yeah. or inside and outside. Yeah. I'll pick up a few million microscopic mites to go to Disneyland. Hell yeah. yeah. So that's an update on that. Well, thank you for the update. I I didn't want to ask you on the pod just in case you didn't want to share that. I have no shame. No, I know that. And I'm disgusting and everyone and should know. And people want an update. <laughs> We're all just happy for you that you're drinking. Yeah. Right now, you're drinking an iced coffee with cream. Well, still no dairy. Oh, but well, psh, yeah. okay, the that's drink fine. Is still no dairy. Yeah, yeah. but that's just by op by your own choice, right? Because that's can't so I have don't get now. the squirts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many texts I've gotten today about Ashley's poo? 
and just and, today and, yeah well that's every day but it's also very specific that she refers to it as poo uh, p-o-o i need to poo i have to poo i just went poo i'm gonna go poo <laughs> poo number two today poo number three. <sighs> wow uh, I hear you're very regular. It's just in. It's 52 and partly cloudy at not Disneyland. It's 82 and partly cloudy. It's 82 degrees there. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. But it is super windy. They have like those raging Santa Ana winds going oh. right now. So. Yeah. Yuck. I mean, their fire season is like a month from now and it'll go, go mm-hmm. until like Christmas, basically. Right. Yep, getting longer and longer. Cool! First up, we're going to have ourselves a little game time. I like game time. And this episode comes out on Valentine's Day. The day of manufactured love. That's my least favorite holiday. It's a joke. It's always been my least favorite. It's a joke, and yet, I think everyone, if they're Mm -hmm. being completely honest with themselves, wants something... Yeah, at least Even an acknowledgement. Not yeah, just grand, something. just an acknowledgement you. that you're the person for me. You're my sweetie me. pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. Yeah, I used to always get really jealous in school if I didn't get oh, for you know, sure. a box of candy or whatever. Hey, Valentine's candy is the worst candy. Those stupid chalky hearts. That depends. No, Those the, you chalky don't, hearts are crap. Yeah, they're garbage. I yeah. like them. Yeah, Ashley likes them. I'll eat them. I'm... Do you like... Uh, Candy corn, so it's called. Oh, you know I do. Oh, yeah, she does. Right, you do. Freaking live for Communist. it. Communist. Communist. So Ashley, good. keep us on track. We're already off. Okay. Um, I have two different BuzzFeed quizzes, and we're gonna have Sarah take one, and James will take another. I've taken both, so I already know what what I am. Oh, okay. But they're both love rom com themed. Ooh. <laughs> so Sarah. Let's so it's titled "Let's pretend you just got cast in a rom com." What is your role? Ooh, okay. So choose an actor to play the lead. Okay, we've, we've got Chris Evans, Mindy Kaling, Elizabeth Olsen, Zendaya, Ruby Rose, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. The Rock, hands down. Good choice. Choose someone to play the love interest: Dan Levy, Annie Murphy, Michael B. Jordan. Amandla Stenberg, don't know who that is, Timothy Chalamet, and Carrie Washington. Um, Dan Levy. So he's the love interest to The Rock. Mm-hmm. Adorable. That Shit's Creek guy? Yeah. Choose someone to play the quirky best friend. Judy Greer, Matthew Gray Goobler, Kevin Mims, Maitreya Ramakrishnan, Darcy Carden, or Randall Park. I know who one of those yeah. people are. I'm going to go with Matthew Gray Goobler because he's the only name I know. <laughs> and also he has a fantastic name. <laughs> the Goobler. Choose someone to be the ex who dumps the main character in the beginning of the movie. Emma Watson, Elliot Page, Florence Pugh, Idris Elba, Selena Gomez, or Don Cheadle. Oh, I got to go with uh, Don Cheadle. Okay. Choose someone to play the main character's parental figure. Goldie Hawn, Samuel L. Jackson, Eugene Levy, Mar- uh, Morgan Freeman, Betty White, or Octavia Spencer. Ooh. I mean, Eugene Levy makes sense, but does it? Because is it my love interest or is it? Oh, yeah. No, my. Okay, so it's it's my parent. Then Samuel L. Jackson. 
The main character. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Easy. Choose someone to play the scene-stealing minor character. Jennifer Coolidge. Yes. Okay, there you go. I don't care about anybody else. I want her. Choose someone to play the love interest trouble-causing ex. Gemma Chan, Kate Hudson, Chris Hemsworth, Kit Harrington, Jennifer Lopez, or Will Smith. Let's go J-Lo. Okay. She mm. could cause some trouble. Yeah. Choose someone to make the, a cameo as themselves. Robert Downey Jr., Dionne Warwick, Rihanna, Lizzo, Taylor Swift, or Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh, let's go Ronaldo. That's the soccer guy? Yeah. Okay. He's beautiful. <laughs> and finally, choose someone to play the wedding officiant in the final scene. John Mulaney, Ali Wong, Kristen Wiig, Hassan Minaj, Colin Yost, or Leslie Jones. I gotta go John Mulaney. Yeah. All right. You're the parent who's leaving the farm to the main character. Oh, you're, oh. you're leaving the farm oh. to the main character. Okay, so I am not The Rock. No. Bummer. The casting director chose you for this role because you can do a perfect Southern accent. <laughs> Y'all. <laughs> I've always Nailed said it. that about Sarah. <laughs> your character is a doting parent who wants to see the main character live their dreams, but you're afraid that they might lose themselves in the process. So you call them home to take over the family farm and ask your good-looking and trustworthy farmhand to show them the ropes. Ooh. <laughs> Amazing. Sexy. I like that there's a gif playing over and over and over of Amy Poehler from Mean, mean Girls. Mean Girls. Being like, <laughs> the cool mom. You girls the, keep oh, me yeah, young. Cool yeah, you girls keep me young. We just recently Happy watched hour. That. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, I forgot how great that movie really was. I really liked the one that I got. I got, you're the hot, goofy love interest from the main character's hometown. The casting director knew that the viewers won't be able to resist falling in love with you. Your character is a farmhand (laughs) who is tasked with teaching the main character how to run the family business. And you just might fall in love along the way. You have a tough demeanor, a silly sense of humor, and a total heart of gold. Cool. Kind of son-in-law-ish. Yeah. Cute. Okay, James. Giants. Which rom-com leading lady are you? Hee. <laughs> <laughs> great. Woohoo. Woohoo. Pick a word to describe yourself. Charismatic, popular, athletic, independent, caring, or fierce. It's charismatic. So I thought he was going to say fierce. <laughs> pick a athletic color that represents Pick a color that represents you. It's going to be one of those blues. Yeah, blue. One of the blues. You pick. Pick a food item, and we're looking at candy, pasta, some sort of panini, fish, burger and fries, or vegetables. Candy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not lie. Are you a leader or a follower? Leader. Glass half full or empty? Full. Actor or lawyer? (sighs) (laughs) Lawyer, because I want to make money. Okay. Pick a social media app. Your options are TikTok, Twitter, VSCO, or No Thanks. I did No Thanks clearly. Uh, do TikTok. You're such a TikToker. By the way, that's Visco. Sure. I don't know what it is, but I know how to say it because I have a 14 year old daughter. Is that a new one? It's. I think it's, it's kind of around... come and gone. Yeah, because I don't I think, think I it's had a big one at one point. Yeah. Did you? Maybe. <laughs> what? Well, there's one that kind of reminded me of that name. I don't think it was, though. It's a similar name. Okay, so what am I doing? We, I worked in a high school. Yeah. And there was a very specific look that was, quote, a visco girl. Oh, then I probably and it was didn't like have one then. Long t-shirts that looked like they didn't have pants on. Right. They always had scrunchies on their wrists. That's like every girl They put girl like now. little heart 
doodads under their eyes and i don't know it was it was a very specific look even me 41 years old i could point out a visco girl got it yeah okay okay james pick a dog there's a variety of cute dogs uh oh they're all so cute go down a little bit ash i want to see all these hounds um do the the big one on the bottom of the big tongue he just looks like a good boy Hey, you got the same one that I got. What? You are Jenna Rink from 13 Going on 30. Oh, <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> You're positive, caring, and people love you for your bright personality. While you may not always appreciate everything you have, you always remember in the end what truly matters. Cute. That's so also cute. a really good movie. It is. It's very cute. Yeah, it is very cute. It's, it's All those dumb. movies are so much better than they should be. Yeah. Or... Know. Or is it just that they're, it's not that they're better, it's that we're dumber than we think we are. Maybe that's it. There's like a, there's a feeling of nostalgia though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's kind of good. I mean, there's a reason those are popular. Dude, there is a new rom-com that looks like the biggest pile of dog shit movie ever made with... J-Lo? J-Lo? It looks so bad. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What's his name? Owen Owen Wilson. Wilson. Yes, that's the one. Oh, dude. I won't see it. Okay. I can't imagine wasting that much time of my life. I'll just, audience, here's the the plot of the movie according to the trailer. Owen Wilson goes, gets drugged to a pop show. And J-Lo plays, she's, she's kind of playing herself. Yeah, she's the pop star. Right. Sarah Silverman plays his friend. And she's like, I'm guilty pleasure. I'm a fan of this person. You're coming with me to the show. He goes to the show. She... She's supposed to be yeah, getting she's married. To have a public marriage on stage at the show to some like famous Rapper guy or yeah. something. Yeah. And he shows her up. No, she t- she just found out that he's been cheating on her That's like what it is, while yeah. she's going on stage. Right. So they don't end up getting married at that show. But the she- song is called "Marry Me." Oh. And so he ends up holding a sign that, that Sarah Silverman made right. that says "Marry Me." She's like. Okay. Okay. So then they get married on stage. Yeah. So and then dumb. All of the rom com tropes follow. I'm yeah. sure. Like we're not meant. For th- we're. This is all just a fake relationship. We don't have to, you know, say face anymore. And, and but I'm actually falling but in I'm love actually with falling you. With you. And he, he looks like a lesbian woman. He, he always does. has. I mean, what is with his hair and look now? He's got what that, is that. The Meg Ryan cut. He does. Yeah, some totally. Meg Ryan cut. Kind of flipped out. A little yeah. bit Karenish. Yeah. Karenish. By the way, that's not an insult. He looks like a lesbian woman. I'm just saying, by definition, he looks like a lesbian woman. Mm-hmm. And that, there, there we are. Yeah. So maybe that's the look he's going for. I mean, if you could, like, at a certain time period, you could put him and Ellen yeah. and Meg Ryan in a lineup, and you'd have to squint. You'd have mm-hmm. to squint. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, well, back to back to the thing. Reality. Okay, so last week we told you that we were going to be giving some of our money to charity. Yeah, we're going to be giving ten percent of our net profits from the um, podcast and from our apparel company, Dynamite Which, Go Trading Co. Ten percent is that what you said? Ten for each, each of us. So thirty percent so total. total. So that's like two million dollars, guys. Yeah, easily. We make a lot of money on this show now. We sure do. Hey, well. We'll make even less now. Yeah. <laughs> James, do you want to tell us what your charity will be? Um, I would love to. I would love nothing more. Let me let me pull up the web seat. It's 
called website, guys. It's not website. Oh, is it? No way. <laughs> My charity that I chose is the Gary Sinise Foundation. Do you know who Gary Sinise is? Yeah. The actor. He's the actor. He plays Lieutenant Diane. He, uh, he's a big um, supporter of veterans and the military community. And he kind of fed off the, the Lieutenant Diane fame after that movie and started his own foundation. And it's, it's one of the most prominent uh, veteran foundations out there. And they do really good work. A lot of like suicide prevention stuff that work with, you know, people that are, that lost their legs mm -hmm. and are just in pure misery. Uh, there's a lot of like personal accounts too on their website of uh, the foundation really helping. And yeah. So that's great. That's mine. That's what I'm going to go with. Excellent. Yes. Uh, I uh, have chosen LLS, the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, mm. um, and I'm doing this specifically in honor of Ryan Hatch, who is a very good friend of ours. Yay! Yes. Love you, um, Ryan. He's the one that did our uh, logo design. Yep. And, and uh, the dynamite goat And the design. dynamite goat and the Everest. Yep, Everest. Um, Super talented he's, guy. He's done a bunch of our stuff. He's He's a really good friend. He used to be my next door neighbor. He's married to one of my best friends, Mandy. And he has been dealing with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma for years. Uh, he's in remission. Yeah. Um, he's doing really, really well. But this is a, um, it's a charity that's near and dear to his heart, which in turn makes it near and dear to mine. Mm. Um, it says here on their website... We are the largest nonprofit dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Wow. Since 1949, we've invested nearly $1.3 billion in groundbreaking research, pioneering many of today's most innovative approaches. And wow. it is, um, unfortunately, it is a cancer that affects every age yeah. and um, every lifestyle, and it can be incredibly devastating, and it's really scary. So, uh yeah, I mean, that's a pretty good one, sir. I, man, every once in a while, I think of any, like, I talk about this all the time with you, Ash, and you've heard me say this, Sarah. That anytime I feel bad about whatever's going on in my life, I remember people that are going through stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that it means nothing. <laughs> my, my worries are absolutely nothing in comparison. Like, all this dental work I've been having, it's really expensive. It's been a huge actual pain in my face and it sucks but man would i rather have some root canals than yeah blood cancer definitely or whatever you know so anyway so yeah and Lord. you know i don't know very much about lymphoma but i do know that non-hodgkins is the one that's really scary and it's the one that never really goes away yeah so you can treat it and you can hold it at bay that's what ryan has yeah yeah um but the Hodgkin's lymphoma is a much better prognosis if you're getting if you have to have one. Mm -hmm. It it's confusing because you'd think non-Hodgkin's non sounds yeah. like the one you'd want, but it's not the one so, you want. Right. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it is kind of something that you'll live with, as kind far of. as I understand, kind of live with, hmm. kind of knocking on your door. So it is definitely something that deserves more research, and um, you know, as, as far as I can tell the treatments that they're doing are working wow. really well in a lot of cases. Is there, is it one of those things that you think 
eventually, I mean, it's a dumb question. Maybe eventually we will, but like in our lifetime or in Kate's, your children's lifetime, that we will have a cure for cancer? I certainly hope so. And is it one of those things that it's a cure for all cancer or is right. it individual? Who knows? And that I think that's a big problem is that a lot of the different cancers have their own private research. Yeah. And so even if one group finds something, it's not necessarily shared Translates. with everybody mm -hmm. else because they want to be the one to get it, right? Wow. Yeah. I'm so, sure there's a lot of complications and yeah. politics and bullshit involved. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Well, okay. That's a good love one. it. Um, my <laughs> love it. I do love. I don't love cancer. No, I love that you're choosing that. Just one note on the big C word. Yes. Wow. Deanna, bleep that, please. Wow. <laughs> Just actually bleep it. Don't cut it out. That's Just where I draw it. the line. Yeah. Big C <laughs> word. They'll know what that. I said. <laughs> They'll know. Yeah, they will. It's such a terrible word, and it's always funny. Um, no. If you think about it, there's no one you know that hasn't been affected by cancer. Yeah. Oh, no way. That's why you know it's such a fucking mess. Like, mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. it's something's got to change, man. Yeah. yeah. Every one of us have been affected by it personally. Oh, yeah. Parents. Multiple grandparents, times. Grandparents. Her dad had cancer. Mm -hmm. Luckily, got through it. Yeah, my, my friend Robbie. That's good enough. He was affected by it in his 20s when yeah. all of us were ding-donging around and playing shows and yeah. partying. And it was like, hey, guess what? You have leukemia. He just disappeared for <laughs> what? years. Yeah. Lived, he moved back with his parents and had to deal with that. Yeah. But he's doing great now. He's doing great now. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. My charity is the Milo Foundation, which is a uh, charity that supports what they call like unadoptable they're not really unadoptable, but like special needs and senior cats and dogs. Aww, babies. The mission of the Milo Foundation is to rescue um, dogs and cats from high-kill animal control shelters and adopt them to loving homes best suited to provide lifetime care. Mm. So. No. That's awesome. Three-legged doggos yeah. and blind kitties. Yeah. I've always said that if I end Ugh. up alone and old yeah. i'm just gonna adopt all of the like discounted cats oh, at the totally. cat they yeah. do like for 10 bucks or yeah. something oh, absolutely. you can get a 14 year old cat for 10 dollars the best take it home so feed it sweet. whatever it wants yeah. and just let it die in its own time totally you know? oh yeah just pamper it I, man problem is it doesn't always work out that way and you end up spending thousands of dollars on or you die treatments. first yeah sheesh yeah, um, we saw a three-legged dog the other day in Portland. He was so cute. <laughs> he was—he looked like he was freshly hacked. Yeah, he had. He didn't really know how to do it yet. Yeah, yeah. But he was doing it. He was doing it. Okay, we have a two-part story. Ooh. For y'all today, I'm stupid excited about Me this too. theme. Yes. My goodness gracious. So this is a Disney true crime story. Oh my a bit of a God. crossover of all of our favorite things. Oh, all right. Let's uh shake it out Let's and get into it, man. Settle in. This. Now, listener discretion is advised on this two-part series. Ooh. Um, Although the setting of this mysterious disappearance is on a Disney property, we will also be touching upon many adult themes, including sexual assault, suicide, and murder. Got okay. It. Mostly wow. in the second one. Just use discretion. 
The second part of the story? Yeah, part two in the next episode. Okay. So this is the story of Rebecca Coriam. So Rebecca Coriam was born in 1987. She grew up in Chester, England, with her parents, sister, and two foster brothers. Side note, Chester is gorgeous, and I want to go to there. (laughs) Okay. Really? Yes. Is it like middle England country? It's impossible to even describe. It's Mm. very, very pretty. Um, Known to family and friends as Bex, and I will be using both Rebecca and Bex interchangeably. I'm sorry. I can't keep it straight. It's all good. She was described by others as happy and healthy, a very upbeat person with a fun, larger-than-life personality. She was brave and outgoing. When she was a young teenager, she persuaded her parents to let her join the British Army cadets. Wow. Wow. Is that how old? Um, So they take um, up to, like, you know, I think it's underage, like teenagers. I think like 12 to to 17-year-old. Got it. Something like that. It's like the ROTC here or something like that. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe even younger. Okay. Um, she rose through the ranks to become a staff volunteer, which allowed her to work closely with the younger cadets, helping them to gain experience and confidence. She was also a huge animal lover and worked at the Chester Zoo, which seems to be a pretty major zoo um, for England and for Europe, actually. Nice. Um, it has an attraction, I had to mention, called Chimpanzee Island, which... The thought of which was just terrifying to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're lost on Chimpanzee Island. Yeah. You got to watch those arms. Don't rip them right off. Oh, God. <laughs> um, she had a passion for looking after children and for sports, which led her to, stu- to study both sports science and childhood studies at Plymouth University in southwest England. Bex was eager to explore the world outside of Chester, so after she graduated, she signed up to work at Camp America, which is a cultural experience exchange program that gives people across the world the chance to live and work in an American summer camp. Oh, I thought it was a, a camp in Britain called Camp America. <laughs> <laughs> it's just all American, American flags. Theme. Hot dogs. It's like that the Sparklers. northern the Northern Ireland cultural museum or that, oh, that yeah. thing we went the to. Ul- uh, yeah, the Ulster, Ulster something. Ah, dang it. Whatever that was called. Yeah. That was cool. Kind of like that. But yes. But American. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bex worked in New York and Maine for four months as a sports teacher and absolutely loved it. She kept in close contact with her parents, meanwhile, keeping them up to date on her adventures in the wilderness and the kids that she would supervise. So given her background, it's no surprise that when she saw an opportunity to sail the seas with Disney Cruise Lines in June of 2010, she jumped at the chance. Damn. Yes. Jealous. Quick question for you two. Yeah. Have either of you ever been to camp or been a camp counselor? No. I mean, yeah. I did I did outdoor school, but... Yeah. Yeah, I did outdoor school and a Boy Scout thing. Okay. Summer camp. Yeah. I was always too much of a little wiener to okay. go to camp. And Dad and I did like a horse camp once in boy scouts that's funny it was really fun actually it was one of the first things we did when we moved here Mm -hmm. we rode horses all day tied them up (laughs) slept under the stars oh that's awesome rode horses into the camp and we started it was probably one mile yeah to me (laughs) it seemed like an eternity but i'm sure it was half a mile yeah (laughs) it's like cars going by in the distance yeah yeah hey how about the size of horses dicks huh guys no. So in June 2010, 
Rebecca traveled to London to interview. Hey, you gave them a warning, so I figured I'd just throw it out there. You know, there's no warning about that. Well, you know, I mean, we gave them a warning, and just generally speaking. <laughs> Rebecca traveled to London to interview for the Disney Cruise Lines. Hundreds interviewed, but she got the job to be a youth activity worker, sometimes referred to in my research as a childminder on the Disney Wonder cruise ship, which has a total of 945 crew and serves about 2,400 passengers. So by comparison, the cruises that we went have gone on, so specifically the one that we went yeah. on to Alaska, had about two, uh, 2,200 people total. So this one was significantly larger. Yeah. Whoa. Well, while you were saying that, Sarah and I, we have to be honest with our audience, we're kind of making a face like, that sounds like a tough job. Childminder? A yeah. childminder on a Disney <laughs> on a cruise? On a Disney cruise. Yeah, that does not sound like fun. Lots of snot. Um, after four days at the famous Walt Disney World complex, Bex completed her cruise ship training and was ready for her first cruise in the Bahamas. She ended up really enjoying it and spent four months touring numerous ports in the Bahamas. Hmm. After four months, like many of the other cruise ship employees, Disney offered Bex a two-month vacation, which she readily accepted. She returned Whoa, wow. to the UK to spend her vacation time with her family in Chester, where she filled her time with shopping trips and spending time with her friends. And how old is she at this point? She is 23. Okay. Yes, 23. Um... As her vacation came to an end, Bex prepared to say goodbye once more and returned to life on the cruise ships. However, her journey back to the U.S. was not easy. On the day she was due to fly back to the United States, the airport was plagued with bad weather and numerous flights were either canceled or delayed. Bex's flight was on schedule but was forced to return to safety uh, shortly after takeoff. She then boarded another plane, which was once again forced to land en route. She was stranded in Dublin Airport for hours before she eventually made her way to America. Bex thought this was amusing, but maybe it was a sign saying, don't go. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. After all that, she finally made it to L.A. to start her work on the Disney Wonder. Rather than touring the Bahamas, this route would take her from Los Angeles to Mexico, through the Mexican Riviera and the famous Panama Canal. Bex couldn't wait to get going and was excited to visit destinations that she'd only dreamed of. As Bex was settling into her cruise ship lifestyle, she received a word from home that her beloved grandfather had suddenly passed away. Bex immediately explained the situation to her supervisors, who granted her two weeks' worth of leave to return to the UK and grieve his passing with her family. Bex returned home at once to be close and helped uh, her family prepare for the funeral. Uh, The two weeks came to an end, and she had to say goodbye to her family again. And tragically, that was the last time her family would ever see her. Oh, jeez. After traveling back to the, the United States, Bex made her way to the Disney Wonder Cruise to continue her position. She continued to work with the children as a youth counselor and explored new and exciting destinations during her free time. All the while, she kept in close contact with her family, chatting almost every day by Facebook and Skype. So, skipping forward a few months... Um, March 21st, 2011. Bex had written on her mom, Anna Maria's Facebook wall, vowing to call her tomorrow and telling her that she missed her. She actually says, hey, mom, hope you're okay. I will call you tomorrow. Miss you, XX. Okay. This is the last that any of her family would hear from her. 
The same day, the ship would disembark from L.A. for a seven-day cruise to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Bex did not ring the next day as she promised. As time passed, her parents were getting more and more worried, but hoped that she was simply busy and would ring them soon. When their phone rang later that night, they thought it was Bex. Instead, it was an official who worked for Disney. Bex was missing, and they were assuming the worst. She didn't make it to the cruise? She was on the cruise. She didn't make it. So she hadn't showed up for her 9 a.m. shift. Okay. On the cruise. So she started the cruise and then just didn't show up the next next shift or whatever. Yes. Hmm. Um, The ship was off the coast of Mexico at this time. So were people allowed to get off the ship? You know, you're allowed to get off at port and... That's a good question. I don't think that they were at that point because it was... This is the day after they set off, so I don't think that they had had a chance to get off anywhere yet. They're probably the at sea Mm -hmm. thing. That's what I would imagine. I never saw anything about them stopping anywhere yet. So, okay, good question. Um, Co-workers searched her room and everywhere else that she could have been on the ship, and they found no sign of her. They paged her over the ship's public address system, no avail. They started reviewing security footage. And Bex was last seen at 5.45 early that morning talking to someone on the phone in the crew area. In the video, she appears very distraught. That morning? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. A young man walks up to her to ask if she's okay. She says she's fine. And she proceeds to hang up the phone. Then, Bex walks away while pushing her hair back and putting her hands in her back pockets. Her parents said that this was something that she would do when she was upset about something. Right. Mm-hmm. Although they found Bex on the footage in the crew quarters, that was the last time they saw her on the surveillance tapes. Apparently, the Disney Wonder, being a huge cruise ship, has several areas that aren't served by CCTV cameras. Mm -hmm. The Disney Wonder offers 11 decks that span 1,000 feet. With space for over 1,000 crew members and 2,400 cruise passengers, she could have been anywhere. You think that those cruise ships have, like, cameras everywhere? Yeah, they probably do now. It it gets into that. Huh. There's a lot of there's a lot of intrigue. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, after Disney learned that Corium had disappeared, the company notified the U.S. Coast Guard and the Bahamas Maritime Authority and the Royal Bahamas Police Force, as well as the FBI. Yeah, I was just going to ask that. Like, who's the jurisdiction? jurisdiction? It's a, it's part of it too. It's a it's very complex. God. Um, The U.S. Coast Guard advised Disney to notify the Mexican Navy as well, which it did. Crews searched the entire ship, and the Coast Guard and Mexican Navy searched the waters near where the ship would have been around the time of her disappearance. They found nothing. And and sorry, just to clarify again, this was a moving ship? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hugging the coastline, I'm sure. Right, but still at sea. Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, The story was all over the news, although details of... Rebecca's disappearance were not yet known. Her parents flew from England to L.A. to collect her belongings and push the local authorities for more answers. Yeah. Although the Walt Disney Company is an American company, many of their cruise ships are registered in different countries when they are logged with the Merchant Shipping Register. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the cruising industry is Mm -hmm. very complicated Mm -hmm. in that way. Hiring practices and and like labor laws and stuff because they're hiring from... I mean, you've been on a cruise. People all around the world Mm -hmm. that work on these boats. Yep. 
Um, so the Disney Wonder was registered under the Commonwealth of the Bahamas. Mm. And because of this, the American authorities had no control over the search for Bex. Instead, oh, wow. the jurisdiction landed with the Bahamian police, who sent a senior detective superintendent to investigate her disappearance. He arrived about three days after she disappeared, interviewing her co-workers, looking through her belongings, and analyzing security footage. As I said, after speaking to the Disney official on the phone on the evening of her disappearance, Bex's parents were immediately flown out to L.A. with Disney footing the bill. Anna Marie remembers the trip being incredibly strategic, in her opinion, so this is the mom. Um, as soon as they landed in America, they were taken to the ship in a private car that came complete with blacked-out windows. They weren't allowed to enter the boat from the main entrance, but were ushered through the back. And they were taken directly to a room where they were showed um, security footage of Bex. What's that about, do you think? Is it to I mean, protect them from the... You, you could see that either way. I mean, you could see that and think, like, oh, they're, Is that a PR they're sucking thing? up to her and try, they're trying mm-hmm. to, you know... You know, keep them happy. Or you could say they were trying to be respectful and also not ruin their image at the same time. Yeah, I I think it was probably more likely that they were trying not to ruin the image of the company. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or, yeah. Huh. Because at that point, people might know who those parents are in the news. Yes. And if you're like embarking a cruise, seeing a crying mother (laughs) isn't going to make you want to book a Disney vacation. Okay, so they snuck him on the boat, basically. Look at the footage. Yep. That's where we're at. Um, her parents could see nothing wrong with Bex in the footage and were left dumbfounded, other than the fact that they said earlier that she looked upset. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, throughout this time, her parents were waited on hand and foot and offered cakes and drinks to get <sighs> them through the ordeal. Wow. However, this didn't answer their questions, so they decided to speak to the captain. The captain told them that he believed Bex had gone for a long walk along Deck 5 when a strong wave hit the boat, taking her overboard with it. Wait, say that again? <laughs> so the captain told them, his her parents, yeah. that he believed Bex had gone for a walk along Deck 5 when a strong wave hit the boat, taking her overboard with it. Was there any evidence that a strong wave had hit the boat? No. No. Lots of questions. Lots there. of them. Yeah, is there... Was there a storm that night? No. She was the only person on that deck? (laughs) What makes him think that? Yeah. And also, can that happen? These are all appropriate questions. In theory, that could happen on a boat. And they will all be addressed because you're right. So this this captain killed her. (laughs) James. If I were the dad, I would walk in there like that Tom Hanks movie, Captain Phillips, and I would say, I am the captain captain now. now. (laughs) Kick open the door. I am the captain now. Like, what? <laughs> the more the Coriums probed the information they'd been given, the more they realized that there were distinct holes in it. They soon met the official in charge of their daughter's disappearance to ask what else he would be doing to find their daughter and whether he would be looking at the ship in more detail. The official told them that he would be returning to the Bahamas, even though there were still hundreds of employees who had not been questioned and none of the passengers had been questioned. Oh, my God. Go Wait, ahead. so the Bohem you said bah- not Bahamian. 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 Not the Bohemian. No. <laughs> he just He's like, like hey! Hey! <laughs> Let's smoke a joint. Make some macrame yeah. plant hangers. <laughs> it's cut off uh, slacks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the Bahamas I mean, I don't take this the wrong way. I'm not trying to be racist or anything, but the Bahamas don't seem like they got the best like law enforcement 
you know, group of people. I could be wrong. I don't could be know. Totally wrong. But I'm on your side. I've, you know, I have friends who've stayed in, you heard me talking to some about the Cayman Islands earlier. Uh, I've had a lot of friends go to the Bahamas, do work there and stuff. And it's like, it's, it's exactly what you think it is. Mm-hmm. It's the island time and no right. one really right. cares and like try finding anyone for anything there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty tough. They have like one fire station on the island and it's all volunteers. One you know, investigator and... that they send out for That's what a I very mean. brief yeah. investigation. <laughs> right. like, for oh, cruise great. ship missing people. <laughs> um, so the Coriums could see that the officials were not super invested in solving their daughter's disappearance, especially when they were given her belongings. Among the box of clothes and personal items were a pair of flip-flops, which had apparently been found on Deck 5. Wow. These flip-flops are a major part of why there were assumptions made that she went over on deck five. However, these were not Bex's flip-flops. <laughs> In fact, they had someone else's name written on the side, as well as a completely different cabin number. Oh wow. Now we know that there's no evidence that she was even there at the time. Furthermore, Rebecca's parents noted that the railings in that area were way too high for someone to fall overboard. That's what I was going to ask. Mm-hmm. Rebecca's parents were taken to meet with Disney executives, as well as the woman Rebecca had supposedly been talking to on the phone that morning. Obviously, the parents were very tired and frazzled and assumed that they would have more time to ask for their questions later, so they didn't ask much at the time. Frustratingly, they never got another chance. They were given her belongings, including her passport, which this will come up again later, Mm -hmm. and were basically sent away to move on with their lives. Disney stood by the results of the investigation conducted by Paul Rowley, the Bahamian policeman who, after a two-day investigation on the Wonder during the docking in L.A., shortly concluded that Bex must have fallen overboard and that Corium's vanishing was therefore, quote, not suspicious. For the most part, Disney Cruise Lines remained relatively quiet throughout the investigation. However, Bex's disappearance had soon reached mainstream media, so they eventually had no choice but to release an official statement, which, once again, the Coriums were disappointed with. This is Disney's statement? Mm-hmm. Disney Cruise Line's statement. Right. okay. Um, passenger interviews on the news um, gave a good idea of what being a passenger during this time was like. Okay. Um, one person said, at one point we thought it was some kind of skit, like Mickey was going to find somebody. I thought was kind of cute. Oh, that's so naive. Wow. Well, that shows the stupidity of all of us when we're yeah. on a Disney property. Hey, you get, you get on Disney property, you lose your mental faculties. Yeah, it shows how much we trust that everything will yes. be okay. Hey, yeah. You want to hear something? This is how stupid I am. Do you remember hearing that there was a fire yeah. at Walt Disney World recently? There was an actual yeah, an fire. An actual fire, yeah. Yeah, and like firefighters uh-huh. were called. An actual engine had to roll into the park. I got excited. I was like, ooh, Disneyland firefighters? <laughs> Idiot. God. So apparently passengers were aware of her disappearance and the efforts to locate her. They told them over the ship messaging system that they were uh, looking for her and still hadn't found anything. Right. But passengers reported that they didn't notice Anyone panicking or frantically looking didn't see a lot of real urgency conveyed. Yeah, what do you do if you're one of the people on the ship? You've paid who knows how much money to go on a cruise with your family. And then that happens while you're on the cruise. Do you just keep drinking? You do. And playing yeah. you know, shuffleboard, shuffleboard man. and going on the slides? Like, what do you... Yeah. Or do you, like, get into it? 
I don't get think all so. true crimey and try to I solve it. I don't think it. anyone got into it. That's so sad. <laughs> I know. I know. But that's what would happen. I mean, yeah. really put yourself in that position. You'd be like, I don't know what to do about that. I mean, knowing this story, I'd get all true crimey. Yeah. I know. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Like, how did this girl just disappear? And am I the, am I the next one? What did <laughs> I do I to next? piss off Captain? Mickey's mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, one passenger had heard something ominous. That they had found her shoes and belongings and that... Sorry. I don't mean to... <laughs> the first thing I thought of when you said something ominous, I thought of them hearing, like, Mickey. <laughs> you little bitch! I'm gonna <laughs> kick you off this ship! <laughs> They're like, is that Mickey? Dan Killing is gonna someone? isolate that. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh! <laughs> Throw her overboard, Mickey! So they heard something ominous that they had found her shoes and belongings and that they have a feeling that she, quote, might have suicided, is what this passenger said. Suicided? Yeah, that's how they worded it. I think that she might have suicided. Sounds very foreign way of saying that, but okay. So um, now, a few weeks later, it's April 2011. No new updates for a while, but finally a strange new clue emerges. There was new activity on her credit card. Oh, shoot. Oh, no. Someone had tried to access her account on April 19th. The Coriums concluded that someone either stole it or she was still alive somewhere. Right. I mean, that could be a, just a innocent, some... Someone thiefy. found it. Yeah. Or whatever. Or something. Note that this bank card was not among the possessions found in her belongings. Oh, well, that changes everything. Wait, no, it doesn't. So, no, that makes it even Meaning more. her parents didn't have it. Yeah. 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 Um, Does then, it say where the activity happened? Uh, no, I did not see that. Okay. Then a few months later, the Coriums noticed that the password to Bex's Facebook account had been changed, and it is unknown by whom. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. They had access to her account and would check it regularly for any new clues or activity. Sure. So the password was changed. Yes. Yeah, somebody got in. Post this credit card activity yes huh and that's where we're gonna stop <gasps> and pick back up for part two. Oh my oh gosh my. that is a serious cliffhanger ash i know now do the bohemian islands <laughs> are they owned by bohemia are they owned by great britain is that a is it a british thing thing oh god you're making they're a commonwealth is that a commonwealth? i don't know the reason i ask because if i were her parents i would probably go down that road uh-huh you know, I would say, well, we appreciate the one detective on the island helping, but, but can we get... Can we maybe do a little more? Yeah, can we get Nigel involved? <laughs> I'll have you know that the Bahamas are an independent country. Okay. Is that right now? Ever since 1973. Oh. In the year of our Lord? In the year of our sweet Jesus. Wow. Dang. Well, that's a that's a um, nightmare of a story. Well, it... it it gets worse. Um, before I forget, my sources for this and next episode are that chapter on YouTube, HollywoodReporter.com, InsideTheMagic.net, The Mirror, BBC, Wikipedia, TreasureLive.co.uk, and HistoryAndOtherThingsWeb.wordpress.com. Nice. That baby say, world knows. First they go up, <laughs> and, and then, then they, they go, go down. down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we would like to finish up our episode by giving you some media content recommendations. Um, And 
seeing as how this episode comes out on Valentine's Day, yes, the day we all think is a joke but still get all like hard eyes about, mm-hmm. I would like to recommend the movie. It's not new, but it's not really old either. So most people have probably already seen it. Love it. I just saw it for the first time. Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, which one is that? It is Steve Carell and Julianne Moore are married. And this is not giving anything away because it's in every trailer. And it it. happens in the first two seconds of the movie. But it's Julianne Moore and Steve Carell. They're a married couple. They've been married for over 20 years. She announces to him out of the blue, I want a divorce. They split. And Steve Carell is just this sad sack, dorky... 45-year-old man cruising around, like... Just divorcing He's guy. just dump, too. Like, who's just the, Who's the hunk? So then Ryan Gosling. he meets Ryan Gosling yeah. in this swanky bar, and Ryan Gosling is just, like, he's a total... The coolest. Ladies' man. Yeah. Every night he leaves with someone That's different. Right. He's just this, like, that is a super funny movie. cool, sleazy dude. Mm-hmm. And he takes Steve Carell under his wing and... To do what? Get his wife back? Uh, or we, we to get know. his wife back to, or to just get his shit together to turn him into like a man yeah 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 he's yeah. like you lost your manhood you lost it yeah when yeah. did that happen that's why your wife left you basically right. so okay. anyway um it's dumb dumb premise but funny heartwarming um a lot of very like real moments in it and i recommend it very highly great i remember liking it awesome yeah, that that is again. Those movies are just good. And Emma Stone's in it too. That's the, that's who I was thinking. I couldn't yeah. remember who. Does she play? She plays like a Ryan a Gosling love interest. She, but she's like she sees through his his like charms kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's playing. She's hard to get right. So uh, okay. he now has to like change his ways see, to. Yeah, it's right. it's funny. Okay. It's it's great. Cool. You want me to go, Ash? Do it. Okay. Since we're doing a two-part <laughs> series here today with you, with y'all, I have a two-part series pick. Yes, and it fits in with the February 14th Valentine's it Day. It's a love story, both picks here. And there's a running theme of these two picks that my dear <laughs> wife coined a beautiful phrase the other day. Um, we were watching... So my, my first pick is Pam and Tommy. Okay. Have you heard about this? Yeah, I have. It's the story of Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee when the sex tape they have got released to the world. Mm -hmm. It's set in 1995. Okay. And Seth Rogen plays the guy that gets the tape. Okay. It is such a rad show. Is it really? It's It's so good. It's so funny. Okay. Like, knocked up super bad Seth Rogen because he's like an executive producer. The guy that always writes all the movies with him is mm-hmm. part of it. Um, and the two actors, Leela, Lily, sorry, James. Lily James yeah. plays Pamela Anderson. Mm-hmm. She's like a, she was in Baby Driver and um, what was the other thing, Ash? Yesterday. Yeah, if you saw the movie Yesterday. I recognize her. I saw the preview for it. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you what I know Well, she from. looks nothing like her real self. Because right. she's like a very petite British girl. Right. But she has three hours of prosthetics every day put on her to look like Pamela Anderson. Holy like crap. Like face prosthetics, obvious boob prosthetics, yeah. which they show. Mm-hmm. Like topless scenes, but it's not her real boobs. That is bizarre. It, it is It is 
such an impressive show. And then the guy playing Tommy Lee is Sebastian Stan. He's so fucking he's funny. He's in like some of the really? Avengers movies. As him. Okay. Yeah, he's the Winter Soldier. Um, Winter Soldier, Bucky. if you know who that is. In any case, they they are so... It's so funny. It, like, the level of uh, accuracy. Like, I love you, Pamela. Babe, you're like... You're so fucking rad, babe. He does such a good example of Tommy Lee. <laughs> yeah, and she's fantastic. fantastic. Like they both have really obviously spent a lot of time dedicating to like getting their characters yeah. right. Yeah, and ev- everyone's in it. Uh, Nick Offerman plays Seth Rogen's like counterpart, sleazy okay. buddy. He's like a porn distributor guy. And that's, okay, they get the video. I love Nick Offerman. The story is so bonkers, and it's a real story. Mm-hmm. It's so much more than we knew, of course, because you just yeah. like the tape was released, but you don't know how that happened. Well, we were also you were th- what yeah. twelve, and I was fifteen. Exactly. Right, it, it was just a thing on the news. We didn't, didn't really care. care. Yeah, our parents didn't care, no. and they didn't talk about but it. But the details so. are so insane, like that that happened mm-hmm. level. It's so crazy. Um. And so anyway, the the phrase that Ashley coined while we were watching the show, we just kept talking about how they're such turds and they're just like the worst people, so vapid and all they care about is their career. They're just the worst people Mm -hmm. ever. And Ashley said, they're just a bunch of shitheads. And I died laughing because she called someone a shithead. It's just such a funny term. And like, I felt bad for them. I'm like, they're shitheads. They're just such shitheads. Like, (laughs) they don't care about anything. They treat everyone terribly. It's all about them, which is why Seth Rogen does what he does. And you'll find out why and stuff. Anyway, so the the theme is love. uh, Shitheads and love. Shitheads and love. Perfect. So that's part one, and I'll have a part two to my pick the next episode. Excellent. Excellent. And both of these shitheads in love um, picks share a common song, which James will explain, I'm sure. Ooh. Do I explain it now? No. Okay. No. Okay. My animal hero of the week is Sir Thomas, a.k.a. Tommy Trueheart. Um, what a so name. So Tommy, or Sir Thomas was living as a stray in a small community in the high Californian desert, living off whatever he could catch. It's a cat, by the way. Mm. (laughs) Or dig out of trash cans and relying on the kindness of people who would sometimes feed him. It wasn't great, but he was surviving, as they say. Mm -hmm. Then, dogs in the area started showing up with severe acid burns, the result of someone deliberately pouring acid on them. (gasps) What the fuck? It wasn't long before Thomas was seen in the backyard of a woman who was feeding him Half his face was melted away. Aww. He wandered for days with these horrific infected wounds before the woman was able to scoop him up and take him to the vet. There, it was recommended that Thomas, in terrible shape and also FIV positive, mm. they recommended he be euthanized. Aww. But the woman refused and instead reached out to a Los Angeles uh, area-based group called Milo Sanctuary ah. and um, special, cat, special Needs Cat Rescue. The all-volunteer at Milo's stepped in and had Thomas rushed immediately to their vet, where he started treatment immediately. It was two days later that Michelle Hoffman, president and co-founder of the nonprofit, met Thomas and fell madly in love with him at first sight, she reports. Even bandaged and on IVs, he purred and wanted to be loved. I knew that I, that we would fight for him and no matter what, give him the chance that he so deserved. No. So at the time of this writing, this... The article said Thomas is now fully recovered and living the good life, residing with Michelle and her four other personal cats. 
He's such a noble soul, she says. Um, she started fostering 19 years ago when there was, quote, no such thing as a special needs cat. The cats that had birth defects, illnesses, injuries, or were seniors were simply euthanized for being different or unwanted, she recalls. It was these cats, the ones who were falling through the cracks that led Michelle to create Milo's sanctuary. Tommy Sir Thomas was awarded CatCon's Biggest Newcomer Award in 2018 <laughs> and traveled to many um, events to meet his fans and spread his message of kindness towards animals and care for special needs cats. Aww. Sadly, Tommy crossed the Rainbow Bridge in November of 2019. But he leaves a mighty legacy, and you can follow along on his Instagram at Sir Thomas Trueheart. What a dude. He's a real dude, and I'll show you guys a picture of him just because he's very... He's a sweet little boy. So he recovered. He just, he had a lot going on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hard life. Oh, look at him. Buddy. He looks like Midge, but with only one eye. And kind of like a brush cut hairstyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> flat top. Man, people that hurt animals, huh? Really I just the worst kind of person. cried reading Jesus that. Christ. I don't normally cry very often, but I was reading that and just, like, I can't understand how someone could be so horrible. Yeah, there's, no. you have to have a lot of darkness in you to be able to do that. Yeah, Real bad. And, and mental illness, Yeah, I'm guessing. Well, what a buddy. Yeah. Good on you, dude. Well, so, I'm obviously, glad... that ties into my charity pick. Of so. course. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Disney Dependent. See, See you, you real soon. soon. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WR Hatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll be back here next week. <laughs>